Maureen Milliken. And I'm Rebecca Milliken, and this is Groovy Tube. The podcast that looks at the TV of our childhood through an adult lens. Each week we'll take six episodes in chronological order. And dissect them. And we'll also have fun facts and favorite quotes. And we'll have some background information, if we have it, on what was going on with that episode. Yeah, and we're drawing from Growing Up Brady by Barry Williams. And Maureen McCormick had a memoir. And we've even managed to find the lost episodes, as they may be known as, they may not be known as. Every season there's a handful of episodes that for some reason aren't in the streaming feeds. No. But we found them on YouTube, bootleg. Yeah. So this week, our first week, we can get right into it, right? We're doing episodes episodes 1 through 6. And to help you along, because we didn't expect that everybody's memorized the Brady Bunch. What's the word? I can't think of what the word the showography. The showography. The filmography. We're, we're just going to give a short a short synopsis of each of the six episodes without commentary. And yes. then, then we're going to talk. So episode one is The Honeymoon, where the Bradys become a family. And if you remember, Tiger chases Fluffy in her only Brady appearance, making the wedding a laugh and a half. They knocked on the wedding cake. And then Mike and Carol go off on a honeymoon get lonely, so go home and get the kids and Alice and Tiger and Fluffy and bring them all along on the Brady honeymoon. That's episode one. Episode two is Dear Libby. The kids worry when a letter published in the newspaper's Dear Libby column from Harried and Hopeless sounds like it could be from one of their parents. The kids try to be really good so their parents don't split and all write to Dear Libby asking if it's about them. So she comes to their house and assures them it's not. Uh, episode three, Eeny, Meeny, Mommy, Daddy, Findy <laughs> is starring in the school play, The Frog Print. I can't really talk like Findy. And she's the fairy princess. She's very excited at the thought of her entire family watching her in the play, but then is heartbroken when she discovers she can only bring one parent. Who to bring, her mom or her new dad? Episode four is Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, starring, what's her name, Ellen Burstyn. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Mel. <laughs> starring Ellen Burstyn. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. I'm sorry. Alice discovers that the children are going to Carol with their problems to, instead of her. Thinking that the family no longer needs her, she invents a story about a sick aunt in Seattle. When Marsha and Jan overhear Alice on the phone to a friend and discover the ruse, they tell their parents. The family devises a plan to get <laughs> Alice to stay. Oh, so much to say about that. Me too. Episode 5 is Kachoo. Jan suddenly starts sneezing, and the family believes she's allergic to Tiger, so he'll have to go. Oh, no. And it turns out it's his flea power. Spoiler, Spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> Episode 6 is A Clubhouse is Not a Home. The girls want to use the boys' clubhouse, and after some really sexist back and forth, Alice and Carol cook up a plan to have Carol and the girls build their own and be so incompetent at it that the men will have to do it for them. So, I think that these six episodes kind of establish a lot of the themes that will run through the five seasons. Yes, they do. Including, I would say, the easy sexism and misogyny. And the sexism and misogyny, it's in every episode. Yeah. And as a child, sometimes stuff like that did bother me, actually. In fact, when I was little, not to talk about another show, but I could not stand I Love Lucy because of the way Ricky Ricky treated her. her. Right, But but I was also going to say, just to get that sentence, Alice's comic relief. Oh, yes. 
And Tiger only being used for plot. Tiger sucks, man. Uh, t- Tiger, well, oh, he could suck He died. Uh, he died. That was going to be one of my yes. fun facts. Uh, Thank yes. you. Barry M- Williams mentions it in his book. One of the big overriding things, and part of it is just a product of its time, yes. although you forget how bad it really was, is yeah. the sexism. Starting on the first episode, when Greg kind of leers, you know, and... Um, and of course, later he had a he had a thing for Florence yes. Hunters, but he kind of leers and says, "She's out of sight, Dad." <laughs> but you know, and just like you know, if you're so smart, how come you're a girl and all yes. that kind of stuff? And oh, they're just stupid girls. They're just dumb girls. And and the girls do kind of stand up for their feminism a little, but it they're constantly it's weak and they're constantly not. Yes. In the second episode, they have an argument because Jan's watching something, a soap opera or something, and then Peter comes in and just switches. And But the game is on! That happens in a couple episodes, because it happens in the, the clubhouse one, too. Yes. Where they wanna, the girls want to watch, you hear the argument happening in another room, the boys want to watch the game, and the girls want to watch a travel show. <laughs> Yeah, they don't really say Because girls only want to watch stupid, boring things. Right. The show that really, the sexism was at an all-time high was... The Clubhouse. The Clubhouse. That was the sixth episode, although the episodes aired on ABC in a different order. Yes. And from it, which they were produced, and when they're put into, they were put into syndication, they began airing in the order they were made... But on DVD releases, which we don't have, they're in the order they originally aired. Yes. And the sixth episode is obviously was supposed to be the second episode. Yeah, and according to Barry Williams, it's the second one. A clubhouse is not a home. Right. So the premise is the girls want to play in the boys' crappy old clubhouse. Which the first and only time we've the ever first, seen that. As I said, thing. and at the end they build a clubhouse for the girls, and that's the first and only time you yeah. see that one. Because that's another thing that goes through the entire series is... Something happens or there's some symptom or some problem that only happens in that episode. Like Chan sneezing. If she was allergic to fucking Tiger, she would have been sneezing from the wedding on. Oh, shit. She wouldn't have been sneezing. And like Fluffy. Never, never, ever to be seen again. Right. And guess what? Fluffy, I don't think, was a girl because he was an orange, looked like a male cat. Right. The, For some reason, I had in my head that I had really bad memory because I was thinking we had a that black Fluffy and white was, TV. I was thinking Fluffy was white though. Me too. In fact, I'm picturing a white cat. But we had a black and white TV, so it was hard to yeah. tell. But now watching the reruns, it, Fluffy is orange, and there are female orange cats, but it's not very common. common. And the cat is not Fluffy. He's just like an orange tabby. I know. Not even I know. Fluffy. But in any case, so you have these things where they're just there. They're these situational things yes. that are just in one episode. Even character traits of people like the one that's not in this group of six, but later where Cindy's all of a sudden tattletale and then she gets cured. Although she's always a stupid blabbermouth through the she whole is. thing anyway. But yeah, and I don't blame her. So, so yes, the sexism in this is girls are bossy. There are men have to get away from girls. Oh, these girls have all these hair ribbons and junk. And yeah, what is the stupid junk? And oh. of course, the boys are bringing the girls boxes because they're moving into the house into the bedroom, and the girls are all, you know, fussy about where to put the boxes in the boys. And then Mike and Carol are fighting over the closet. Yeah, because of course Carol like, needs more space. Just shove your freaking clothes in yeah. there. And you'd think because Mike had a wife that the closet would have room for Carol's stuff anyway. It's a different house, though, because in the pilot they have a different house. They have a different house in the pilot, but 
there are remarks I made know, are. during the... Yes. They have a different house in the pilot because the pilot was made like 18 months or something before I the know, show I know. started. And but can, there are indications, there are yes, things said yes, in the episodes yeah, that I it's know. the house that they lived in with the first Mrs. Yes. Brady. Of course, you never hear about her again. You know, there's that one moment where Bobby's sad and he that has the photo. Cute. And he wants he to have the photo. Yeah, he, he's, was ador- a he's adorable well, kid. And he has the photo of his mom by the bed and then you never see that again and no one ever talks about... And this is something I didn't realize that they didn't want to also have yes. Carol be a widow. So it was very vague. They never mentioned him because according to Barry... But it's like way, way to go, former Mr. Carol Tyler or whatever wasp generic name they had. That, you know, you just abandon your three daughters and nobody ever talks about you again. I know. Maybe she killed him. Yeah. According to... Um, Barry Williams. Barry Williams. Sherwood Schwartz, who was the... Um, was Producer. The and Producer. Uh, the network locked horns over the fate of Carol's first husband. This is quoting from Barry's book. Sherwood wanted him alive, well, and happily divorced from Carol, but the network demanded his death. Sherwood mm-hmm. met with the brass, smiled, nodded, and was extremely polite, but paid no attention to their suggestions. He left the fate of Carol's father, the girl's father, uncertain. You may notice she never refers to the guy as being dead. Well, and they never refer after the first episode to the either one of them. So yeah, you know, what difference does it make? But the thing is, if he were divorced, he would have to. He, you'd think he, you know, he wouldn't be the dad to the three. Gr- I mean, he would be the dad to the three girls, and Mike would only be their stepdad. Yeah. And it would kind of mess up the whole premise. In my mind, he, like, just abandoned them and took off. Yeah, he he didn't, because they had too many hair ribbons. Yeah. So what bothers me about this show is Carol and Mike get into an argument where she doesn't think it's fair that the girls can't play in the boys' clubhouse. clubhouse. And I don't know if this is my favorite quote, but I thought it was an odd quote. She says... I'm sure if the girls had a dollhouse and the boys... Was that your quote? It's my quote. Do you want to say it? Yep, I do. But of these six episodes, this is the quote, especially ironic because Mike is gay. Uh, Robert Reed, yes. Yes, Robert Reed is gay. Carol says, I'm sure, you know, she makes a remark to the the fact if the girls had a dollhouse and the boys wanted to play in it, that they would let them... And Mike says, if my boy wanted to play in a girl's dollhouse, I'd send him to a psychiatrist. And everybody laughed. <laughs> That's supposed to be funny. Uh, it's supposed to be funny. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. So if your kid has any wow. female femi- feminine tendencies, you get him to a shrink right it's away. Crazy. So after he says that, she starts crying because I wrote in my notes, Carol's feminism upsets her and makes her cry, so Mike comforts her. Yes, yes. Like she's like, oh, and she does stand right. up. Like they try, they, they try to stand comments, up. But well, it's always then, seen as something that's silly. Right. That and they're it's making silly. These oh, aren't they making these silly little women's lip and comments? Like when the girls picket the boys' house, I mean, right, and the boys' clubhouse, clubhouse with their stupid fake signs. Obviously no, they made. made by no, adults. they made their signs. He oh, said, he, says, he mentioned wow. that. He said that they, maybe Barry Williams ought to be on this show. I know Barry, but another thing i was going to say about that is the way they get and this is a theme almost every single show nobody's straightforward about anything the scheming and fucking mind games and trickery and (laughs) sadism that goes on but the way the girls quote-unquote get their way is alice and mrs brady cook up this little scheme where they'll go out and build their own clubhouse but instead of 
sincerely trying to build a clubhouse. They act like such stupid idiots that have, and the men watching out the window laughing and making fun of them have to come out and do it themselves. Let's show you how the and men do Mike it. And then Mike says, Mike directs the boys to help build, but he tells the girls to go inside and make, make lemonade. Make lemonade, right. Yeah, and, and everybody's happy because the girls got the men to do the hard work, and now they're going to go serve the men. And that is, I, I would say, of all the episodes I've watched so far, and I haven't watched the whole five seasons, that is the most blatantly yes. sexist yes, episode. I mean, I was expecting a lot of sexism in one we're going to talk about, I think, next week, where Greg and Marsha run against each yes, other for there class president. Too, but this one is, and it's not one I've seen as much as some of the other ones, or maybe just didn't remember, because honestly, I haven't seen them in 30 years I remember years anyway. this one, but only but of course that I had seen yeah, it. Yeah, and, and we hadn't, we didn't have the same sensibilities that we have now. Although, I'm, I I'm think sure it would have annoyed me, because I would have thought, as I think now, why didn't they just go do a decent job building it and show them and up? And also, and maybe... Like, the um, boys wasn't And we, had, we came about. also from a family of six kids. Granted, it was four girls, two boys, and we weren't a blended family, but... The battle lines were rarely along gender. Yeah, they weren't. It was usually along but age. But there's another dynamic besides the gender in this family. There are two families right. that have come together. Yes. So that's, that's part true. of it. That's a good point. And it would have been more interesting, although maybe not as cutesy, if they had a blended family of different gen- of different genders. No, but they wanted it to be this very I know. symmetrical. I know they did. You know, right down to the hair yeah. color, yeah. obviously. And then the other things, like one thing I couldn't figure out as a kid, and I can't figure out as an adult, although I understand it's a TV show. Why the fuck did they need Alice? All Carol's ever does is housework or sit uh, on the couch and well, read that, and magazines. Well, that, and that brings us to discuss. Alice doesn't live here anymore if, with the sexism thing. So first of all, Mike can't sew a fucking button on his shirt. Right. I mean, come on. And, and then, you would think, well, I guess, no, they had Alice. I was going to say, because he was a widower, you would think he would have learned to do basic things, yeah, but, but he, he didn't have Alice. to because he had Alice. So one thing I thought was funny, but Alice says, who needs an old Victrola when stereo comes in? <laughs> and I was like, what is she? Was she is like, did she have sex with him too? I know. No, I know, I'm like, I know, yeah. I'm like the way it, it made it sound like, okay, now that Carol's right. here, he doesn't need me anymore right. to have sex with him. Yeah, but I, I, I know I was just, I know, a, but funny. no, but um, that was, I don't know, like, okay, Carol is is now filling in. Alice She's has kind of been a mom figure to yes. them though. Right, and, and the kids Car- need come to Carol. Like I can't remember. Bobby. Well, they kept coming to Alice, so she sent, sent them, them to Carol because she was their mom. She felt bad. And by the way, they must eat like kings because Alice just cooks all day long. I know. I'm just saying. How come they're so, not So yeah, so Alice started sending them to Carol when they had their little issues, the little boys. But, but there's only room for one woman in the house. I, I guess. Yes. Okay, now this. Although has- Alice is is a neutered woman. Yes, and so. She says, oh, Mike, I feel like a mother and a wife, finally. Mm, what did she mean by that? Because she was so excited that the boys were asking her. I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah, so Mike wasn't worried about his role. Carol was the one who was insecure about... Yeah, Mike doesn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. Cause... As usual, his role doesn't change. Yeah. He's the guy. Yeah. Well, I'm going <laughs> to tell you my quote, even though okay. it has nothing to do with this theme because it was an odd quote mike says we can't make her stay abraham lincoln put a stop to that so she's their slave isn't that a weird quote it is a weird quote i think what mike's trying to say i know what he's saying but it's still weird mike yeah and of course to get her back 
They can't just have a heart-to-heart with her, but they have to do some Brady trickery. That should be the overall theme of the whole fucking series. I know. Is They never can just come out and tell anybody. anybody. They always have to be, in like, fact, deception and, and trickery. And, oh, I also said about and, Alice... Yeah. Wouldn't she have had her lie already planned out? She knew she was going to lie to them. I know she them. kept stumbling over it. Like, she got mixed up where her sick sister was. Well, maybe they're trying to She isn't to as good at deception yes. as the rest of the Brady's. Although, so another She's the one she honest is. one. In fact, that's one of the things, the crimes of the Brady Bunch. I mean, while there are some shows that are, like, kind of crime-based in some ways, the bigger thing is, like, Mike, with all his, like, self-righteous little speeches about truth and justice and what's right and wrong, you know, every show he's got a little speech. And yeah, they're really I know. cruel. I know. There's one with Peter that they're just so cruel to that poor kid. I know. But the kids buy right in because instead of just sitting Alice down and saying, look, we really need you, although I don't know why, they have to trick her. Well, she's kind of like them. Okay, so like the Kachu episode, which is, oh, it's episode five of season one. Right. Although Why? I have a feeling it was filmed earlier. What does Barry Williams say? I have a feeling it, it no, seems like an earlier... No, that's not the one that was filmed earlier. Well, I know the Clubhouse the one Clubhouse was. one. But was this supposed to be episode five? The only reason I ask is because it's everybody's still feeling a little new. Shoot. It was the fourth. And this one's five, so there's so not So it wasn't different. a huge difference. But this is the one where he talks about Tiger dying. Yeah. The original Tiger, who was probably a fairly well-trained dog, but Tiger as a character is a really shitty dog. He's fucking stupid, and he's always well. Doing the only reason shit. Tiger there, that's because the only reason they have Tiger on any episode is as a plot <laughs> point, you know, because Tiger has to do something. We can talk about that more. And the kitty carry-all is missing, yes. <laughs> but you did want to talk about okay. So Jan is allergic. She's to sneezing. She's allergic to so Tiger. first of all, this is what kills me. Who's okay. molesting her in her bed? He's just a dog. I'm not a mom, but the kid comes downstairs sneezing. She has no fever or anything, so they leave. Not only do they make her stay home from school, but they put her in her pajamas and put her to bed because she's sneezing. Yeah, whatever. They did that with Cindy when she had the sniffles. That's true. But yes, so they deduce it's Tiger, that she's allergic to him. Well, at first they're afraid it's Mike, and that's a big (laughs) crisis for about two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then they think it's Tiger. And it turns out it's this flea powder. But in the meantime, they're like, Spoiler. Well, maybe if we wash him. Yes. Which you think if the poor thing. So he got oh, washed. Also, they don't understand allergies because washing the dog doesn't matter. It's yeah, not. And so every single person but, washes the dog. He gets four baths that night or five. Right? And he's not too pleased about it. No. Poor but dog. Like, no wonder he went out and got himself they, killed. They, um, yeah. So first the girls wash him. Then the boys wash him. Then Carol and Alice... Oh, Carol makes Alice wash him. Yes. And then Mike washes him. Yeah. But why do they do it in secret? That's what I understand. Why does it have to be a secret from everybody else? everybody in that family does secret things. Like, they're pathological about it. Yes. Like, why can't they just all say to each other, hey, maybe if we try washing Tiger, it would help. Right. But no, they all have to do it in secret. secret. And by the fourth time, the dog is all pissed. And also, wouldn't you notice... By the second time, the dog is pissed. Wouldn't you notice that the dog... Wow, he's... You know, when you wash your dogs, you can tell. They're nice and clean, and they smell good. Well, that's what I was thinking. As a former... And also, why didn't he have flea... As a former dog... Did they put powder on him every single time they washed him? Well, you're supposed to. But as a former dog owner, and the only reason former is because my dogs live to a ripe old age. And and I didn't wash them. To to be honest, I didn't wash them very often. They were double coated and I was also told if you wash them too much it dries their skin out so I brought them to groomers once in a while but you can tell when a dog has been washed yeah you know when your dog's been washed. But they're not the brightest. No, they're not a very smart family at all, are they? Yeah, but no, but, I, yeah, I... Speaking of which, not to go on a tangent, but one thing I really like that would not happen 
in today's TV shows is the amount of times, especially Greg calls other people stupid. Or <laughs> no, no, dummy, dummy, <laughs> dummy, and stupid. I know no, Hannah dummy. was watching with no, me. No, stupid. Hannah was watching with me. She's like, he's saying bad words. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Well, you'd think since Hannah, oh, that was Hannah constantly hears us dropping F-bombs, including this afternoon when our brother Billy was here, that oh, yes. her hearing She's people call someone stupid. She knows that, like, you guys... She looked bad. at me, and I just went, you know, what are you going to do with this? Uncle Billy. So, another of my favorite lines is when Bobby's like, I've never been on a honeymoon. I don't know what to taste. <laughs> Greg Greg says, a girl. A girl dummy. <laughs> 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 I don't know why that cracked me up. So, what else were we going to talk about? The fact that Alice is treated like... Okay, so first of all, they equate Alice and Tiger together when they want to take Tiger to the wedding. To the honeymoon. No, the wedding. At the beginning of the yeah. wedding when they're like, let's we want to bring Tiger. And he's like, Tiger is not coming to the wedding. And they're like, Alice is coming. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Instead of Mike saying, Alice is a human being who he's raised like, you she's boys. She's part of the family. Like a mother. And they're yeah, like, so, so is Tiger. He's our brother. I know. Cat, dog, and cat chase did make me laugh. I, I did. have to admit. It was very slapstick, but it was funny. And everybody, of course, oh, well, oh, just helpless stupidity. It's not, okay, we're not talking about, like, Shakespeare, although he did have his slapstick moments and stuff. But Alice, you know, there's shows, TV shows you watch. And by the way, she's the only one, I think, who won an Emmy. She won two Emmys for this show. She's, like, on a different show because she's doing this physical slapstick comedy. I know. And she's mocked and she's a joke. And, you know, they take Sam, her boyfriend, a little more seriously in later seasons. But, you know, of course she goes out with a butcher because Alice, the maid, isn't going to go out with, you know, a scientist from, know. you know, the nearby college or something like that. That's true. And she and she's always putting herself down. And, and, and they laugh. And she's never going to get married. Right, and they laugh and feed And talk it. about how fat she is when she's not she's really. She's not. And, you know, she's only, like, in she's her early 40s. She's in her early 40s, 40s yeah. right. And she always wears that stupid costume, that, that uniform, stupid uniform. Unless she's wearing for, sweats. Well, no, no. And here's another thing I was going to bring up. Do you notice they have costumes for stuff? Like, when the boys are out throwing the football around, they're wearing little, like, football jerseys and stuff. Uh When they go camping, they wear, like, whenever Carol's doing something that she shouldn't be doing because it's not feminine enough, she's wearing jeans that are rolled up and an oversized flannel men's shirt. Which I'm always like, oh, she looks cute. And so (laughs) so that one, so one, and and I know it's not an episode, one of these episodes, but, like, when they go camping... You know, they're all wearing their costumes, like especially Alex, too. But she wears her uniform. Why? And you think, okay, she's living in their house. She's apparently, I don't know, understand what I, okay, she cooks all day long and apparently dusts. And, Although, oh yeah, and serves them like like oh Alice like she comes in when Mike and Carol are sitting on the couch reading she comes in and pours coffee for them like she's the butler or something. I know, I don't and know. And so she does that shit. But why does she have to wear that uniform? I know, I don't understand. Maybe she likes to. Do people? And here's a question. I wondered this as a kid, and now you know four decades later. Four plus decades later, I still wonder it. Do people families like that have? A live-in full-time maid? I don't know. Is that normal? Do people have... Well, you know, I don't know when it stopped being a thing, but, like, I remember... I knew people had cleaning ladies. Well, when you read books and stuff, in the late 1800s, people had... In Little Women, they had, even though they were poor, they had that... What's her name? Mamie, or... Not yeah. Mamie. That was their mom, what they called their mom. <laughs> yeah. But you know who I mean. They yes. had that... But but then I was watching some movie that it was in the 40s and they were poor but they had like someone that came in and like was a maid and I said something to mom about it and she said a lot of people 
had help, even well, though they, they were did. Poor. Like they had cleaning people, like people today have a cleaning service. No, but come. they have people living with them, like yeah, when they see, had a baby or something. But and I understand this was a different situation. The boy's mom I'm died. Assuming she's like a house. And Alice, yeah, was there to do all the women's work since it was four men all alone. You know, and they can't possibly fucking do it themselves. Yeah. I mean, granted, Mike had to work. You know, well, he's a hard-working architect. Yeah, so, and, and have you job. noticed the biggest? fucking room in the house except for that unused living room dining room combination sometimes they use it i wrote a note about it is his office that dear libby one they were watching tv in it in the living room Yes, and the yeah. Dear Libby one they were, because yeah. I wrote a note, but it's And unusual. once in a while, you know, Mike... Yeah, his den is Mike, large. Mike and Carol are sitting on the couch reading once yes. in a while, and they eat, their dining room table's kind of over to the Sometimes side. Sometimes they eat on the dining room table. Yeah, they do frequently, actually. To have, but his den, that the kids are always very hesitant to bother him yes. in and stuff, is it's the man cave. cave. Yeah, is the biggest room in the house. And they have that weird carport garage. There's somebody online that does maps. Yes, okay, okay, okay. This has always bothered me since I was a the kid. The house doesn't really The match. house, the exterior of the house doesn't match the interior no, layout. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. People have said that on... Oh, that drives the, me. Yeah. That when I was a kid, I couldn't figure out how the inside could be like what it shows outside. It drove me crazy. Yeah. What also bothered me, uh, and I laugh at it now, is them like mowing or the astro, or raking the astroturf <laughs> Raking lawn. the astroturf. Or Mar- Mar- is like trimming the yeah, astroturf. Yeah, it's yeah, like... Yeah. It's, it's or when something falls on the ground. on the ground, it's like clunk. It's I know, like, I know. <laughs> and yeah. also another thing, and I know this is mostly casting, paying actors and stuff. I I was just about to use the phrase. I don't think it's realistic, and I realize <laughs> there's no there's no reason for that phrase in any of this discussion. The fact that the three boys and three girls play with each other all the time. I, you know, it's not that we as kids didn't play with each other, but a 13-year-old girl isn't going to constantly be with her 6-year-old sister. A 13- or 14-year-old boy isn't going to constantly be with his 7-year-old and brother. And I tried to figure out their ages, and Greg was, thir- when it started, he was 14, and Marsha was 13. Well, Marsha turned 13 at some point in the because she talked about, I'm going to be 13. But they mentioned, but then in a later one, Carol mentions to Jan, well, you're three years younger than Marsha, so blah, blah, blah. So Jan's three years younger and i think peter is probably so, yeah marcia when it starts marcia's in like the 12 13 yeah. range jan i always thought was supposed to be like in the 10 11 range i thought she was but then carol tells her she's three years younger but than at Marcia, one point so. they refer to her as being 11 yes and then cindy's supposed to be six and she's the youngest the weird thing is cindy was cindy is the same yes, age i am i know and i always thought of like jam being she, in my age range cindy was like eight she was born in 1961 when they started right so they were all little old, even well, though she wore like fucking her underpants and, and hanging like, out. Why is her dresses are then so like, short? Peter, the crap well, out of me. that's another thing I was saying. She's a pedophile's dream. But Peter was 12 when it started. Christopher Knight yes. played him as 12. So I always thought it was like, Greg is a year older than Marsha, yes. who's a year older than Peter, who's a year older than Jan, and then Bobby and Cindy were a little more squishy maybe. in there. But I believe that Marsha is maybe two, I think Peter and Jan are a year apart. But then sometimes it seems like Bobby and Cindy are in the same grade. Yes. So I don't, when they talk about school, I don't. And then like, Marcia I don't know why Greg, I'm even trying to I like know, I know, because it doesn't make it. sense. It's all because what they, it's all because it's situational. Yeah, I know. Everything is Because I know there's one later that we haven't come to yet where Marsha's going to be a freshman in high school. And it's all like, well, wait a minute. She and Greg were in the same school when they ran for class president. 
So it must have been a middle school, I guess. I think they went to junior high. Remember Fillmore Junior High? Yeah, Fillmore Junior High. And junior high usually goes through freshman year. Oh, that's right, through ninth grade. Okay, So, oh, and the things that are happening in the 60s at that time, you know, Woodstock just came in, but there's one, so Marsha, in episode two, the Dear Libby one, Yes. Marsha's reading the paper, and they're kind of making light of, like, college rioting. And yes. Yeah. What did you, what do you have to say? Well, he says, Mike says something, what are they, what are they demonstrating against now, having to go to class or yeah, something like yeah. that? Yeah, You know, and it's like, hello, the height of the Vietnam War, and Greg in three years is going to be drafted, you fucking I know. asshole. I, know. I, know. I don't think they ever mention anything there, I don't think there's one mention in the entire five seasons of the Vietnam War. One thing I would like to talk about, too, is, which I didn't notice as a kid, but now as an adult, I do, is that Mike and Carol's sexual relationship is not ignored in the no. show at all. No, and they make little asides. They're always, like, pawing each other, yeah. and they sleep in the same bed, and like I said, they were one of the first. In there fact, was another Henderson couple. said she used to try to get, to get Robert Reed. get a to, boner. Yeah, yeah and probably. he wouldn't. She told that when Maureen McCormick was like, she was the last one to know that he was yeah. gay. And but even Cindy Olsen. You know, and Cindy it's funny, Olsen, though, because Barry Williams or some, something I was reading said that Florence Henderson tried to practice with him. He was awkward at the physical things, which I find weird because he was an actor practice for a long time. Practice with Robert Reed? Yeah, he was a Shakespearean actor and stuff. You know, with the hugging and kissing and stuff. Oh, because he because he was gay, he didn't know how to hug and kiss. It's not that he didn't know, but he was it was awkward, right. like he was stiff or something, not <laughs> in a good way. But I don't even notice that now. After uh-huh. I read that, I'm trying to notice they seem very realistic and as he a couple. Had been married, even though he was gay, he yes, had been married he had for kids. like five years. Yeah. yeah, but they seem to me when they, they are very natural when couple. they're hugging, like feeling each other up, which they do quite often. Yes. First of all, it's refreshing in a way that they. They are supposed to be newlyweds. It's obviously right, have some kind of a physical relationship. Of yeah. So I just, that's one thing that I thought was, but it's funny because when I was a kid, I never even really thought much no. about it one way or the other. But now as an adult, I'm like, yeah, I guess I did, you know. I took notes when I'm watching these shows and I have Cindy's an idiot in like every show. Yeah, and I... No and offense to Susan Olsen because no, I thought her acting was act, good. But they make, here's the little girl, so we're going to make her really stupid and then say these cutesy you know, with her stupid lisp, which she did have a lisp, but they made her play it up. And the thing is, like you were talking about the short dresses, I find that those short dresses really bothersome, where you can see her underwear for the little baby doll. She's not two years old. She's fucking in first grade. And you can see her underwear. What the fuck? I know. Yeah, and they make Bobby the little smart Alec because he's yeah. the youngest. Well, Peter's a smart Alec too. Actually, all the boys are. Yeah, although Peter's a little slower and um, yeah. But you know, as far as the acting goes, I really think Barry Williams was a very good yes. young actor. Yes. And he wasn't in much when he was older. No. But, but I think he did stage stuff. He was good. I would say the worst acting is Eve Plum. Yeah. Jan. She seems very uncomfortable, even in the opening sequence with the heads. Which yeah. has always bothered me and still bothers me. <laughs> she looks just uncomfortable and like she doesn't want to be it's there. It's funny though, that opening sequence has probably been used by other, like oh, it's so yes. iconic. Even it, is. Though it is. And you notice too, the first season, there's professional singers. Yes, it's and, the lollipop. Right, the, and then the second season, they are. have the kids. The kids singing. Yeah. It says who sings it. And it says some, the Brady kids. Yeah, but no, the first season. Oh, the first season, the lollipop. It's some, some stupid name. Candy, yeah. weird name. I'm sure it's just some studio That has some or, weird, you know, and they their voices remind me of when Hannah was. Um, the lollipop thing or the yeah. Brady 
<laughs> the other band, whatever they are. Uh, there's something, the Peppermint Express or those, something like that. Their voices are like those kids singer voices that bugged the shit out of me when Hannah was little and she used to watch a lot of that stuff on YouTube. I don't understand why children's singers sometimes have to have this annoying, fakey voice. I know. What was your favorite quote from these oh. six episodes? Well, I've got a quote. Okay. The clubhouse is not a home. This is a theme I'm going to bring up. This is a really up. hot button episode for Well, us. this is also going to be a theme that this theme that is throughout the whole series is the total racism against Indians. Native Americans. Yeah. So Cindy is wearing Bobby's Indian outfit. Yeah. Indian Brave outfit mm-hmm. and running around hooping. Mm-hmm. And he's mad. And Alice says, I think Cindy makes a heap pretty squat. Yes, I wrote that down too. <laughs> and it's like, wow. Oh, but that, this is theme that has come yes, up again because there's and another again. one, and I can't remember which show it was, if it was one of these you six know, or if it's a later up. one, where they're chasing each other around and being Indians. That's later. Yeah. And then and they I have the, pe- the Grum one. And, 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 but it's just really blatant. It's very blatant. Passing remarks about it's Indians that very are... very bad. And yeah. the Grand Canyon one is too. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see. Yeah. Um, and I know they do try to be, and we're going to talk there about There was it. an African-American teacher in the one where Eeny, Meeny, Mommy, Daddy. Yes. And she was like the director of the play. And there was a postman, and Alice doesn't live here anymore because he was bringing their telescope. And oh, he yeah, and Alice right. had quite the conversation that's about true. the telescope. <laughs> Although she didn't flirt with him like she usually does. No. And blatantly. Like, she didn't hug him like she does in that later episode where she won the contest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and okay, she blatantly... Then. And that's the thing about Alice that bugs me, too. This is a staple on a lot of shows where there's this desperate woman who's always flirting with men, and they don't take her seriously. Right, it's a big joke. And it's a joke. And it's like, I flirt with men all the time. I don't expect them to take me seriously, but it's not the same as them thinking, ha-ha, she's so old and dowdy. Well, maybe they do think that. Yeah, I think they do, yeah. I don't flirt because I don't know how. I'll show you. Okay. So let me see what, uh, according Um, to Barry. Tiger and the Kachoo episode, the one where Jan's allergic, which was filmed fourth, but it's fifth. So Tiger got hit by a car, and they still had some scenes to film. Yes. So the trainer desperately all night went to shelters looking for a dog who looked like Tiger. And he found one. He found one, but of course it wasn't a trained dog <laughs> and got freaked out by the lights and the noise the and the people thing. and by acting and they had to nail his collar to the floor to make him stay still while the kids were hugging him to say goodbye to him yes. at the end. And the, okay, so he said that suddenly they're filming this scene. So it was Tiger had filmed the day before, the original mm-hmm. Tiger. They're filming the scene and that he won't stand still, he won't do anything. He was peeing on the set and stuff. And um, he had died. He had been hit by a truck. And the trainer went out and found this new one. And so they did still use that dog in subsequent shows, but he didn't have to do much. Right. You notice he used to do a lot more in other shows. And like I said, the dog... Well, he did a good job in Kitty Carry All. That might have been filmed before this one, though. I don't know. Maybe Maybe it it was. was. Maybe it was. Because he did do a good job. And I have no idea. Maybe that was part of the phasing out of Tiger. Yeah. Well, he says, let's see. 
If you look very closely at the farewell tiger scene, you'll notice that our pseudo tiger is actually nailed to the floor. Yeah, we'll have to see. No, we didn't hurt him, but the only way we could get him to hold still through the scene was to have the prop guys nail the dog collar to the floor of the set, then strap the imposter into it. I'm sure he was thrilled about that. So what else does Barry say before we end for today? What else does Barry say about some of the episodes we watch? And again, this is from Barry Williams, Greg Brady's book, Growing Up Brady. So I already told you about how he says that Sherwood Schwartz wanted her, Carol, to be divorced. He said this episode was almost a full year before our first real episode, so notice how young they all right. look. He also says episodes one through six were all filmed simultaneously. Oh. As we began production on the series, Florence Henderson was busy shooting Song of Norway and not yet available to begin shooting her Brady scenes. To accommodate her, the production company took all of the first six episodes, assigned them to director John Rich, and shot them completely out of order. With Florence away, we spent our days shooting all the scenes that she wasn't in. That created a hopelessly jumbled shooting schedule and a number of scenes that were filmed without us ever knowing what episode <laughs> they belonged to. And the other thing is, Maureen McCormick talks about it in her book, and he talks about it in his. Robert Reed could not stand John Rich, the director. Yes. And was constantly, constantly complaining about well, the he, show. Well, he complained about the scripts, and this is why he wasn't in the final season five yes. episode. He wanted things to be as realistic as possible, and he thought some of the premises of some of the shows were stupid, so he was constantly fighting about the scripts. He got along with the cast great, though, and the kids loved him. But and I'll he... tell you, it's really, watching him act, he doesn't give any indication that he thinks it's ridiculous. No, He's a no, good he actor. Doesn't. I mean, he's in a, and he's, see, so Kitty Carry All. Kitty Carry All was filmed in that, because when they're saying six, six, well, no, the pilot, there was the, yes, pilot. the pilot. And so Kitty Carry All's number seven, so that's part of the group of six. And we'll talk about Kitty Carry All. But I'm saying week. when he says episodes right. one through six, he doesn't count the right. pilot he doesn't, that's what I'm saying. So he's saying yeah. through, yes. Yeah. So that's why that's the original Tiger. And then after that, he doesn't do much. And now, it always bugs me that Fluffy was not ever... It's another thing where something is just this reality of their lives for one show, and it's never spoken of again. Never. We would never speak of Fluffy. My fun fact for the week... I actually have two fun facts, because there are so many fun facts, we're not going to run out if I do two. Okay. Sherwood Schwartz came up with the concept for the show a few years before it was filmed when he read a very small article in the newspaper that said 29% of families had children from previous marriages in them. And he thought, that would make a good concept for a show. But the networks didn't like it. And then the movie Yours, Mine, and Ours with Henry Fonda and Lucille Ball yes, came I out. And um, movie, I, mean. I get it mixed up with, with Six You Get Egg Roll or with Ten You Get Egg Roll. But in any case, and then all of a sudden, because that movie was such a big hit, it was a great idea. So that's my one fun fact. My other one is the only cast members to appear in every all of the 117 episodes were Florence Henderson Ambie Davis and Barry Williams. Interesting. Yes. Oh, well, I have another quote that I forgot when there's sexism. Okay. When Carol is talking to the three girls about the clubhouse issue, she, she says, oh, yeah. let's think about men's rights for a minute. Yeah. Yeah. What? And then she and says, girls, in order to get along, you, you have, have to compromise, compromise a little. A little. Oh, yeah. Shit. And she, and the implication is that it's the women who have to compromise. Of course. Which kind of is. And Jan, said, really she, Jan said she wanted to be an Amazon. And move yeah. But then you have to, to be Amazon. six feet tall. That's what Marcia said. Yeah. And um, none of them are six feet tall. So do you have a fun fact? Cut off your left breast. Oh. Okay. So one of my criticisms of Eeny, Meeny, 
mommy daddy. Mm-hmm. The was, one where Cindy can only bring one yes, parent. Yes, I to thought a play. that was stupid. Yeah. Wow. I was like, that's so stupid. How can you tell you, your kid you can only bring one parent? Well, according to Barry Williams, uh, Sherwood Schwartz's daughter came home from school one day. She was going to be in a school play, but because the school had a very small auditorium, they could only give each kid one ticket. This presented a problem for Hope, but she told her dad, Hope Schwartz, about a classmate who was really upset. It turns the boy in Hope's class whose mother had just gotten remarried, and he didn't know whether to give the ticket to his new dad to show him he was okay or to give it to his mom and risk hurting the new father's feelings. Wow. Ripped right out of real so life. it was out of real life, because I said, that's so ridiculous. And then when I saw the ending, spoiler alert, where they have a special showing for... I was thinking, why didn't they just have two fucking shows then? Yeah. Why not? Problem and solved. Also, and also the ending where, so they put on a special for performance for the entire Brady family. Yes. I thought was dumb because it's not like being at the real show. I know. I just said, but. So next week we'll be back and with ep- episodes 7 through 12. You can find us on groovytubepodcast.com. Dot com. You can email us at groovytube at gmail. Of a Facebook page. And check out our Facebook page, the Groovy Tube Podcast. <laughs> And follow us on Twitter at GroovyTube. Yes. Sounds good. Yeah. And we'll have to be coming up with oh, some merch. And we, yeah, we'll have merch. And also, with we'd like cool people to, e- to email us or even send us a voicemail about what your favorite Brady Bunch episode is and why. Yeah. Keep it Just to under... a short one, like two minutes or Right. So. And once we start getting some, we'll... Each week will feature share some. And it doesn't have to be an episode in, in the bunch we're talking no, about. It can be any anywhere episode. in the five. You know, be sure to say why you like it and yeah, and that type of thing. And we'll thanks for listening. Thanks. We'll see you next time. And a special thanks to Ben Sound for our groovy music.